Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Scherzer is finished. He's done. That's it. It pains me to say it, but that's it. Look no further, and there are plenty of angles to digest this game from, but look no further than that. It's a wrap. It's done. Whatever words you want to use to describe it, this was it. I don't want to hear it anymore. No more. Well, looks like he's turning the corner. Well, he might have it. Well, this. Well, that. The number one reason, and now there are plenty of reasons, But the number one reason why the New York Mets got sent home early last year, the number one reason why the New York Mets lost that division to the Atlanta Braves, the number one reason why the Mets are where they are this year and where they are this year is, as we said last week, they're done. You know, they're five games under 500. They're nine and a half games back at the Braves. The number one reason why the Mets are where they are is because of Max Scherzer. He's getting paid 43 million bucks. You know this by now. He was, look, I still stand by the free agent signing. It was not a bad move. Any team would have done the same thing, and the Mets had to do it more than others. Send the right message that this team is going to be aggressive, that they're trying to win now, that they can land the big fish. They knew that they were getting into a spot that might not pay dividends in year two and year three, but they needed to go out there and go get Max Scherzer, and they did. And I love Max Scherzer's makeup. I love his competitiveness, his mentality, his heart, all of it. Love Max Scherzer. He's finished. It's over. He he was a year ago, and I don't want to hear the injury stuff where they said, oh, you know what, he was hurt against Atlanta. That's why he failed. He was hurt down the stretch. Bull crap. He was not hurt. I'm not buying it. Max Scherzer is toast. He had, think of how many games now we're talking about. Last year against Atlanta. And think how many of those games could have been difference makers for the Mets. One game in Atlanta makes a difference. One game against the Padres makes a difference. And then again this year, Atlanta last week, a 4-1 lead. And now this week, game one of the Subway Series in 2023, a 5-1 lead. Enough. It's enough with Max Scherzer. And anybody who expects anything different is just not paying attention. You're being a fool. You're being an ignorant fool because you don't want to believe the reality. You know, Max Scherzer should do the right thing and not pick up the option next year. Now, I don't think the Mets are going to care one way or another because Steve Cohen has enough money where he could overcome it, but Max Scherzer has sunk this team. He's the problem. He's not alone. I'll get to the rest of them. 
But Max Scherzer is the biggest issue. When you look back to last year, since everything changed in that Atlanta series, he's the one common denominator. And this year, it's been one thing after another. Yeah, well, look, we know Verlander was hurt for the first month. Max was there. He was supposed to carry the team. He did not. The suspension, the poor performance, the talking about the injuries. But when you get a 4-1 lead, when you get a 5-1 lead, and look, blowing a lead to Atlanta is one thing. It's bad enough, and the Mets did it, obviously, three straight games. But blowing a 5-1 lead to this Yankees lineup, you know, this is not 1996. This is not 1998 or 1999 or 2000. This Yankee lineup is a joke. It's a joke. You cannot blow a 5-1 lead to this Yankee lineup. But Scherzer did. I don't know what more the Mets can do for him. They gave him a 5-1 lead for the second straight start. He's had a big lead, a 4-1 lead, a 5-1 lead. That game should be over. That's a wrap. Mets win. That's it. 5-1. And he goes out there and gives it right back. To a lineup that can't score, that can't hit right now without Aaron Judge. He gets DJ LeMayhew right. He gets Anthony Volpe right. He gives up a gopher ball to John Carlos Stanton, who looked lost at the dish prior to that home run where he connected, closed his eyes and, and guessed right and, and hammered one. This is on Max Scherzer. And that's why. There's no way out for this team because they made an investment. They gambled on Verlander and Scherzer, and they lost. I stand by saying it was the right move. Any team would do it. You had to go out there and pay uh, pay Max Scherzer the big money, and they did. The biggest issue is that they doubled down with that philosophy after last year, seeing it not work. They didn't want to believe that that was the reality. They thought maybe it was a fluke. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe it was just a couple of games. They doubled down on that philosophy, and it's failed them. But Max Scherzer has to be better. And he could stand there and take accountability, and that's fine. But I don't need Max Scherzer to tell me, put the camera in my face. This one's on me. I got to be better. We all got to be better. Yeah, no bleep, Max. We understand that. But how many starts am I going to hear? I've heard from Max Scherzer, him taking accountability, him taking blame, him saying I got to be better. I've heard that more than I've seen him win big games. If he goes out there like DeGrom used to and goes seven scoreless, eight scoreless, allowing a run, whatever it is, and lose, I'm not blaming Max Scherzer. You're blaming the offense. You're blaming other stuff, whatever. You're blaming the bullpen. You get a 4-1 lead and a 5-1 lead, you got to put the game away. And he got hit hard last year in Atlanta. He got hit hard in that wild card game, and he has not been the same. He's had three or four starts, whatever it was, on this recent stretch before the Atlanta series that gave us hope that Max Scherzer could get back to being some semblance of his former self. Well, whatever hope you might have had, has been squashed by the Braves and then the Yankees. That's it. 
So when anybody says, myself included, oh, well, this team can make the postseason, and I do think that they could make the postseason. I mean, still hard not to, even though the Mets are giving it their best shot. But the reason why they'll never do anything in the postseason is because of Max Scherzer. We forget now. It's very easy to forget what Max Scherzer was before the Mets got him. Very easy to forget because we haven't seen that since he's been a Met. And you saw glimpses of it, especially last year. But we haven't seen the typical Max Scherzer dominance in certainly not the big games and not for an entire season. Last year he was good in spurts, good for the most part, but then he was hurt. And then, like we said, he had some bad starts, specifically the end. And this year has just not been good. And when pitchers get older, sometimes they lose it. Maybe they don't want to admit it. Maybe they're not sure. They're hopeful, too. It's over for Max Scherzer. Now, Francisco Lindor is another guy who's been in the crosshairs. Why? Because he's getting paid a ton of money. Why? Because he's another star who hasn't done his job. The Mets cannot win if their stars do not produce. Scherzer culprit number one. Francisco Lindor is number two. And I don't understand why Francisco Lindor is having a down year. After having a rough year, year one, you could understand that. Bounce back year two. What is his problem now? And he's had multiple opportunities to dig himself out of it. He had a golden opportunity. Anything that happened prior to last night's at bat in the eighth inning really is insignificant. He had a chance to do some damage at the very least, tie that game up in the eighth inning with the bases loaded. And a guy who's been a top performer in the Subway Series before, a guy who's been good with the bases loaded throughout his career, he failed miserably striking out in what was not a good-looking at bat on a pitch where you know, Clay Holmes just, you know, here you go, beat me. Didn't want to walk him. Threw him a fastball, and Lindor just missed it. Lindor has been a major problem for this Mets team. Not just the one at bat, but that was a bad one. He's been a major problem. He's hitting 213. Need I say more? He's hitting 213. And the other thing that the Mets did for the trifecta, and look, there are plenty of angles from the Yankees' perspective as well. It was not a pretty game by any stretch. You give the Yankees credit for showing some resiliency with a big comeback, the fourth inning, five runs, and able to hold on. Their bullpen is the best in baseball. We've said that. That won them this game. But the Mets also continue to beat themselves. They aren't good enough, very few are, but the Mets certainly are not. They aren't good enough to beat themselves. And last year, they didn't do anything of the sort. They took advantage of other teams' mistakes. This year, they're making mistakes left and right. And maybe it's a mental thing, maybe it's a physical thing. Brandon Nimmo inexplicably misplaying a fly ball in center field, a, what should have been an easy play for Nim already had to come in on the play, but come on. And I, I don't know how that gets scored a double for Anthony Volpe, and, and this is why I don't take the scoring in these games seriously at all. I've watched baseball my entire life. I know the difference between an error and a double, 
and that was not a double. It was an error. So enough with, and good for Volpe that we started to put the bat on the ball, hit the ball hard even when he made it out, you know, had an actual double earlier in the game. Thinks he's figured something out with his swing, his stance, good for him. But that ball's got to be caught. And Nimmo knows it. Everybody knows it. And if any one of the three things that I just mentioned, Max Scherzer doing his job, Francisco Lindor doing his job, or Brandon Nimmo making that catch and the Mets not beating themselves, if any one of those three things happen, you might have seen a different result. But as this year is gone, they didn't happen, and the Mets lose yet again. It is now... Nine losses in their last 10 games. And I don't care if they're one-rung games. I don't care if they're games that they've blown a lead in. doesn't matter. They've lost nine of 10 with a pitching staff that's been healthy as far as Verlander and Scherzer go. And with an offense that is struggling from certain guys. You, know, you want to throw in Sterling Marte too. I know he had a base hit in this game, but still he struck out at the end as well in that eighth inning. Uh, the, the guys the Mets have gotten back, Narvaez hasn't been any good. McNeil actually starting to hit a little bit. But, I mean, overall, they're just not that good. And the fact that they beat themselves, you know, this team right now is not a good baseball team. And they should be embarrassed. Because, as I said last week, after Game 2 of that Brave series, a matter of fact, it might have been even after the the actual sweep. There isn't a team in professional sports that tortures their fan base more than the New York Mets. And that game again last night was a prime example of what I meant when I said that. They are absolute torture to watch. We'll get to the Yankees' perspective uh, on the other side, as well as your calls, 877-337-6666. You know, that's the fun thing about the Subway Series is you get two games in one, essentially. We get to talk about both the Yankees and the Mets side of things. Obviously, the Mets losing 9 of 10, the bigger story. Max Scherzer being done, Francisco Lindor struggling. These are the bigger stories. Mets beating themselves. You know, the bigger stories then, let's say, Luis Severino or, you know, let's say, Anthony Volpe or DJ LeMayhew even, and the Yankee bullpen, as we said. And I didn't have a problem with the way Boone handled Severino there. I actually thought, see, I just wish Boone were consistent. That's my issue there, where a lot of Yankee fans, and rightfully so, will bring it up. How could he leave Severino in there when he's a guy who takes everybody out after 80 pitches when they're dominating, whether it's Domingo Herman, Clark Schmidt. Boone can't wait to get into that bullpen. Can't wait to get into that bullpen. But yet on a night where Severino clearly didn't have it, the fact that he was actually pitching into the fifth inning is a shock. He's throwing 104 pitches and Boone leaves him in. I did think this was the right move, though. This is how we should manage more often. Let his guys stick it out. And Severino bounced back after the rough start. Boone gave him an opportunity. He didn't get it done. Boone went to the pen. And the rest is history. The Yankees didn't allow anything after that, but Severino, again, throwing batting practice, that's a major concern for the Yankees. 877-337-6666. Your call's on the other side. Going on 5 a.m. I almost just said 3 a.m. I wish. Going on 5 a.m. Look, I've almost been up for 24 hours here. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but I did the morning show 
in my world this morning and technically uh, technicalities it was yesterday morning anyway we're going till 5 a.m on this now uh wednesday yeah on this wednesday morning talking subway series mets lose yankees get the win Tonight, it'll be Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. I wonder how the Mets can disappoint tonight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 